0: This
1: is BiblioVile, the terrible book exchange podcast where a wife and her husband and one very special guest get each other the worst books they can find and make the other one read them.
2: For this episode of BiblioVile, Susan read a NASCAR Holiday 2, a collection. C. Barden, aka Charles B., read How to Lose an Extraterrestrial in 10 Days. And Nick read Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James.
1: Welcome and hello to Bibliovile. This is an ignominious start, and so is that word. That's My name not is, a real word that you <laughs> word. My name is Mick
2: Dickinson. I am the co-host of this podcast. I'm Susan Dickinson. I'm your other co-host. And
3: I'm on the radio.
2: <laughs> oh, who's this bearded son of a gun? And this is I am
3: C Barden,
1: Loyal listener. Well, let's let's call you Charles B.
3: I'm Charles B. <laughs> third co-host third co-host whoop, whoop.
1: they can't see your hand motions I gotta tell you <laughs> third co-host just inserting himself now I'm taking this bitch over uh, we are here for another edition of Bailey of All this isn't quite a couple's challenge because Charles has yet to find a woman that can meet his standard
3: super duper single
1: super duper single ladies out there so, you hear this yeah. voice uh, <laughs> you just you just gotta know uh, but we did a little triangle pass uh, taking a page out of uh freaking jungle bride or jungle freaking bride uh that playbook we we went for a a little triangle threesome kind of way a cat Uh, a cat uh it it was a starring role in here uh i don't know how susan feels about that illusion but um
2: i feel terrible about it because i like to pretend that that book and that episode never happened yeah
1: you're you were the one that was the most uncomfortable with it despite me having to read it
2: yep everything was terrible
1: everything is terrible but uh, we just really get together as, you know, we want to connect with our old friends and get together and just hash it out, drink a cup of brews, and just just chat, you know?
2: Plus, it's really funny to make people read stupid books.
1: Plus, it's really funny to make people read stupid books. But getting back to the chatting and the brews. And the brews, bro. Brews, bro. It's, it's just,
2: something that, like, adults do. Yeah, we're just, like,
1: adulting right
2: now. We're adulting is so hard. Yesterday
1: I paid a bill and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm such an adult." I
2: did my laundry the other day and I folded a fitted sheet. I can't even believe what an adult I am. Uh,
1: Charles, do you want to know how to fit a, fit a, fold a fitted sheet? You want to know how to fold a sheet? So what'd you say? <laughs> do you want to know how to fold a fitted sheet? Yes, I do. You put it back on the goddamn bed. Why do you have an extra fitted sheet? Fair. fair. It's a fair point. Roasted. Such an adult.
3: (laughs) That's hashtag adulting.
1: Chuck, Chuck, what have you done that's adulting lately?
3: Dude, paid the bill so hard.
2: So hard. Took
3: out the trash. Nice, bruh. Alarm went off. Didn't want to get up. Got up anyway.
1: (sighs) Mm. It's like back when I was a kid. I didn't know we were going to have to do that. Bills? Cars? I didn't know I
2: was gonna have to pay those. Oh, uh, it's just like Hey you wanna know something crazy that yeah, I did yeah, the what other did you day? Do? I made a dentist appointment. <laughs> I on the phone. Adulting so hard. I feel like I'm being set up.
3: What is happening? <laughs> right now. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me?
2: 'Cause we pick a thing to talk about in our because no, we and hate then it. we talk about it. Yeah, and also I hate all of the Instagram posts and Facebook posts that I feel like some of my college friends post that are like being an adult is so hard. No it's not. Pay your bills and eat a vegetable. That's the whole thing, Check and out it just this dish drives pile. me crazy. Adulting. Like, what is so difficult about doing it at the bare minimum that is required to be a person? I can't imagine adulting a couple generations ago if it was like
1: built a log cabin, adulting, <laughs> went to war,
3: seven-year-old working your twelve-hour factory shift, <laughs> <Yeah>. adulting. <laughs>
1: Came home and uh, (laughs) had to to live with my grandmother and great-grandmother. Adulting! Had
2: three kids by the age of 16. (laughs) Hashtag adult so good.
3: Grand adulting.
2: Grand Grand
1: adulting. adulting. He's found it. In any case, we're going to not adult very hard for a little bit and do one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of people doing, and that's the thing that we do. And that's reading terrible books and then explaining them to each other uh i'm gonna go last because apparently it's been forced upon me uh no
2: i just want you to go last because i feel like you're gonna yell a lot and i really have a me. hard time finding like the track yell. of the like all you know i have a hard time getting back into the jokes after you have just like screamed into the microphone for 20 oh, right. minutes you've
3: climaxed over everything
1: on the table <laughs> <laughs> climax- once that? i've climaxed all over
2: this podcast
1: and And you just can't look at me again it's hard to clean it up it is really hard to clean it up
3: you can't follow it
1: uh susan uh, is gonna go first uh you may recognize a theme from the last podcast uh mick had had a couple when he ordered uh what was your previous book the um dirt pack Pack yes
2: home for the holidays a dirt pack Pack dog christmas special
1: christmas special
2: yes um, this one, in a similar vein,
1: Yeah, I, I found it in the Amazon Recommended.
2: A NASCAR Holiday <laughs> 2.
1: Ooh! Branded this time. For realsies. It's got the yes. rainbow logo and everything.
2: A NASCAR-branded Harlequin Romance Collection of Christmas-themed short stories.
1: Yep. Buddy.
2: By Pamela two. Britton.
3: Two. two. Don't second. this. second. There is a first... Supposedly.
2: There is the first one. Ken Casper <laughs> and Abby Gaines. <laughs> Abby Ga- Wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, sorry. Abby Gaines? Abby Gaines. Wrote a story for this book? Yes. Oh, I
1: have no idea who she is.
2: <laughs> I was going to be really excited. Yeah. I was like, was that a previous author? Do you think she's
1: Chris Gaines's sister? Gaines, bro. Yeah,
2: hashtag Gaines. In the weight room,
1: son. Is that when you do a lot, a lot, a lot of crunches? You get Abby Gaines? Abby, Abby. Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> or is that when you drink a lot of beer? You I, know, I think games. it's the second one, Same if it's a NASCAR <laughs> book. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start t- t- calling my beer belly. It's, oh, it's my your Abby Gaines.
2: So, um, <laughs> this book.
1: Yeah, how was it? Talk I, about I, it. I, okay, we should say, okay. I gave this to you. I yes. think we already kind of said that. Susan, you gave Charles's book to Charles. Yes. Charles gave my book to me. Yes. Okay.
2: Why
3: so. did you pick that one for Susan?
1: Specifically, I specifically I picked it for because I was because drunk. he was drunk.
3: <laughs> and do you remember why?
1: Yeah, because I found dirt pack dogs, and apparently it was shifters. And Christmas, I forgot <laughs> yes, about that part. Yes, but I do. Was. I do distinctly remember finding this book and realizing that it is NASCAR, something that I am absolutely and Susan, I believe, has absolutely no interest in. Um, the fact that NASCAR has a branded book series of any kind. And the fact that finally I get to match her Christmas book for Christmas book short stories because long, long ago, very first episode of Billy episode one, over a year ago, Mm -hmm. Susan got me a Christmas sex book in which uh, one of the stories is a woman steals a donkey from a nativity scene, Mm -hmm. and the other story, one of the other stories is, uh, turns out there are ghosts the whole time, and frankly turns out they're a ghost the whole time it remains to this day the best bibliovile ending i have ever read if i ever <laughs>
2: write a book that's how it's going to end Thank they God. turn out to be ghosts the whole time okay i'll give
1: you some notes on that
2: okay um so this particular collection of christmas themed short stories is pretty much entirely what you would imagine it to be um i'm going to read you the little synopses of the first two
3: how many are there
2: is that four synopsis? of them okay Uh, The first one is called Miracle Season. Description, former NASCAR driver Mike Morgan didn't believe in miracles. That's my
3: pastor's name. I wasn't wasn't going to interrupt, but yeah.
0: That's
2: my pastor's name. (laughs) My childhood pastor. Well, apparently he is now a race car driver who didn't believe in miracles until until he (laughs) met Maggie Taylor. Now he's entered the biggest race of his life. The one to win her heart. <laughs> uh, book number two: A Season of Dreams by Gina Wilkins. Tom Wyatt's racing year has taken a toll on his romance with Melissa Hampton, but it turns out that love is the real driving force in his life. <laughs> and those, those two driving force. Those two synopses. Get I get it. It's Wait. a good one oh because they're like driving like 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 nascar engine yeah pistons driving driving force yeah so those two descriptions are a pretty accurate uh portrayal of what this whole book this whole collection is like um they're really cheesy and they're full of like nascar driving car metaphors Mm. (laughs) that's what the whole thing is what else would you want um Each one is about 80 pages long. That sounds
1: really interesting. I'm sorry. It took me (laughs) forever to think of that.
2: That That's really
1: bad. Yeah, 80 laps, that's 160 miles. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And so, um... I don't know if if you realize this, but 80 pages isn't really a lot of pages in which something can actually happen in a
1: book. You you lucky son of a gun. (laughs) So,
2: uh... It, they're all like pretty quick and pretty much every single like all four of these short stories follow the same pattern like NASCAR they man they all turn left, turn left. I say. <laughs> 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 NASCAR man has a woman that he fancies they start to date like she's they, a stripper no
1: she's got a great pole position
3: two for two <laughs> I, can't, I can't with you nailed it I can't with the again
2: they start to date kill them they fight about something <laughs> they think they're gonna break up and then they don't they
3: don't that's
2: how all of these go okay they just trade around some details okay. in two of them there's a child involved in the other two there's not Ooh, a child involved is? Yeah. one has a dog Cute. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Ruffin's um, racing. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, there's also... Two for three. Like,
2: so, are either of you, or have you ever been in your life, like, NASCAR fans, or really followed NASCAR you, at all? Like, the Absolutely
1: weird part is... Absolutely not. Yeah, well, the weird part about me is that, uh, no. Uh,
2: yeah, I figured. We've been married for a while. I figured <laughs> I would have known if you were a big NASCAR fan. Um, apparently women across the country are just obsessed with nascar oh, drivers of course it's um, the women's like fancy grown women fantasize about nascar drivers while they're laying in their bed at night a certain I had a type book, of woman i had yeah. a, i had a
1: book about a retired nascar driver Uh huh. so it must be just like tons and tons of women
2: apparently tons and tons of women
3: dude a nascar driver gets like a hundred thousand people to be there, never mind how many are watching on TV.
2: That's true, but so, like...
3: a large following, even does, though you may not n- know those people.
2: But does anyone over the age of 12 actually, like, lay in bed at night and fantasize about celebrities?
1: Or NASCAR celebrities? Yeah, we're not talking anyone. about normal celebrities.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So, in the first one, oh, we have Jeff. a woman who is working for a charity... Yeah. and the nascar driver mike morgan aka also your pastor um of is Colorado helping things. out with a charity thing they meet they go on and date they like each other a lot and then they decide that they're not going to start dating because it's going to be too complicated but then at the end they do oh good that's pretty much the whole story oh
1: i was uh, worried <laughs> but in the epilogue <laughs> I feel like I've grown as a person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. I love that arc. There's an epilogue to a short story. Yeah, there's an
2: epilogue to a short story because no. not enough happens in those eighty pages that we have to tell you what happens later. Uh, and so, um, the really, day day. like nothing is really resolved at all. All of their problems about like is he going to give up racing? How are nah. they going to have a relationship when he's on the road all the time? She is a kid. Where are he they would gonna have to live? give
3: up racing for what reason?
2: um because he would be like gone all the time and she doesn't want an inconsistent presence in her 13 year old daughter's life she wants to take it slow and he
1: just can't do that
2: he's Mm -hmm. just gotta go so fast so Um, so we don't don't really know anything at all that happens except uh this is (laughs) like we don't resolve any of those issues but in the epilogue Mm -hmm. one year later (laughs) on christmas eve he Mm -hmm. married maggie in a ceremony. Um, it was. Wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry.
1: Pause. Yeah. Who the hell makes their wedding
2: guests come to a wedding on
1: Christmas Eve? Good point. Good point.
2: Lame people. That too. NASCAR drivers. It was a minor miracle that it all worked out, but that Christmas. wasn't the only miraculous occurrence. Eleven you, months later, Maggie gave birth to a baby boy. What, how and many as months later? Eleven. Oh, okay. And as Mike held his newborn son in his arms, he wondered why he'd waited so long to have a child. But then he met the loving gaze of his wife, his newly adopted daughter Brooke, sitting next sitting on the hospital bed next to Maggie. And the answer was simple: he hadn't had kids before because he'd been waiting to find the right woman. He'd been waiting for Maggie. Aww. that's the end. Nice, Beautiful. good. Yep. So that's that one. Um, Pretty it, straightforward. Was it overly religious <laughs> the entire time?
1: No, because <laughs> there was a lot of miracle. Yes. Yeah. Well, the North title the title was
2: Miracle Season. So we just oh. have to sprinkle, like, Christmassy words in there so oh, yeah, that it's a, it's Christmas, a Christmas book.
1: I <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. It, it's wrapped on the cover. <laughs> <phone laughs> Big old you present to, a, on yeah, the cover. Yeah, it's a present wrapped in checkered flag <laughs> wrapping paper. <laughs>
2: so NASCAR. Our next one, the Season of Dreams. Um, the thing that I noticed first about this one was that we mentioned the NASCAR Nextel Cup series about 45 times got a brand. in a sentence. <laughs> got a brand. Got a brand. Capitalism. Got a brand. And NASCAR and Nextel are all capitals. I'm not sure. Does NASCAR stand for something? Yes.
1: Uh, what does
2: NASCAR stand for? That's probably a thing I should have looked at. Racing as
1: the last R.
2: Yeah. North? National
1: Automotive Sprint Cup Automotive Racing. No, it's got to be
3: like North American Stock Car. Automotive racing. Yeah,
2: I think it's. I think it is American stock stock car. Automotive racing. Automotive racing. That makes. We've done it, folks. We did it. Um, A couple other details that I hated about this book. Um, So in this book, the NASCAR driver has a girlfriend. She is the head of PR (gasps) for one of his sponsors, and so their like big conflict is. What parts of their relationship are business and what parts of their relationship are pleasure? No. And <laughs> one thing that really pissed me <laughs> off right, about <laughs> this was that she spent three months' rent on his Christmas present. And that is irresponsible, and I don't like it at all. Gross. Um, it was a vintage watch.
1: I'm sorry. Um, I believe the traditional, which, by the way, <laughs> I made a wank off motion when I made that noise. The traditional... <laughs> Uh, advice for engagement rings is a month and a half of salary, a week and a half of salary? I
2: don't know. A
1: paycheck and a half or something like that? That's not... Less than three months? Less than three months rent. That's definitely less than three months rent.
2: Yeah. Uh, So I find that very irresponsible. By the way, Charles has
1: handed me an endeavor and he wants NASCAR. National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. Between National us. National association. We had. It. We had it. That, was, that was a combination. Mm. But three months ran for a watch? Yes. It better, better tell the time. Hell good.
2: And the day that she gives this to him, she also dumps him.
1: What? Um, oh, okay. And then
2: after they break up, her mom
1: tells her <laughs> that. Is this about the woman or the man? Is the protagonist the woman or the man?
2: The protagonist is the man. Um, now after do we get the woman's. Oh, right. After she dumps him, her mom says that she needs to stop being. Such a... Uh,
1: Pole position.
2: Oh, what did I Damn even it, write here? Knees. Such a controlling, <laughs> said ambitious, career-driven woman so she can keep a man happy. Whoa. All right. We've solved it, folks. Yeah, stop being people. Yeah. Start being women. Stop having ambitions and careers. Just focus on keeping your man happy.
1: True that.
2: Um, so basically in this one... That's so I'm single. She is. Yeah, you haven't Cause, thought because you, you can't you turn keep, your
1: ambitions off, Charles. You keep, That's why you keep <laughs> no.
2: trying to date ambitious women. You got to no, stop he, that. He's
1: just waiting for a woman to get him a thirty thousand okay. dollar launch. Yeah, whose Three rent
3: costs right. ten
2: thousand dollars a month? Well,
3: we live right next to Riverside Casino. Yeah, so I
2: know it's not know. cheap. Yeah, no, yeah, sure isn't
1: a golf course surrounds us on three sides.
2: So I think
1: it's pretty expensive. It's a
2: pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Um... Yeah, so this one was dumb and lame, but they wind up married at the end. It couldn't of talk stadium. or
1: walk oh, okay. anywhere. No. <laughs> Keep <laughs> going. That's Ignore problematic. That. That's
2: I mean, problematic. The worst of the four was number three. <laughs> there we go. This Wait. one is called Taking Control. This is the only one that was written by a man, and you could tell because he super does not know how to write Ken about Casper, women. Ken Casper. a ghost. Ten <laughs> Casper. <laughs> how happy is so the So, our protagonist here is actually the woman, exactly. and she's from a really wealthy family I'm sorry so
3: pause oh
1: jeez here we go Uh, so every woman has written about a man as the (laughs) protagonist and now the man gets turned and he writes about the woman
2: spoiler alert He's not good at it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he really turns right when he should have gone left. True. So
2: this woman, our protagonist, her name is Ellie. She is 24 Aww. and she just graduated from Harvard's MBA program. And she Ugh. is furious because she has not gotten any job offers to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Okay. I mean, that's what I really thought I was going to be doing when I turned 24. Even we- so. people in
1: Harvard are like, damn it, I'm making
2: six figures. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Wow, that was kind so of sexy.
2: frustrating. Um, so, this is this is one of our introductory paragraphs. This occurs on the first page. Ooh. Ellie and her mother have just inherited two thirds ownership. Um, so two shares. Uh-huh. Uh, Wait, there's
1: only three total shares. Well,
2: there's only three to- like three. There are three oh, owners okay. of this racing company from her uncle who has passed away. Ellie says, oh, she definitely liked her comforts. The last time she'd returned home to San Francisco, she'd been forced to fly coach instead of first class and vowed never to do it again. As for style, well, there was style and there was style. She'd take Wally's Ferrari over her mother's Bentley any day, even if she wouldn't take Wallace Carmichael the fourth to have and to hold as her mother had so fervently wished.
3: That's all one
2: this sentence. Is the blu- That's all one sentence. This is
1: the bluest blood NASCAR I've ever. I know. Heard <laughs> I Estelle- can't believe we didn't get the sprint cup this year. <laughs> Estelle
2: considered the quality of a man's cummerbund. Silk was the preferred oh. fabric, of course. Far more important than its girth. In this hey, case, Ellie uh, I was think
1: that might be a double entendre. In like this case, penis. Ellie was
2: thinking of Sylvester Agincourt. One one of her other suitors, but she really didn't want to dwell on the Pillsbury Doughboy, even if the dough part also referred to mountains of money. Nice. No. No. I will put a I will put a hand down right now
1: and say this book and short story might not have been good, but hot damn, can they name some rich ass characters? <laughs> these are so <laughs> these are good rich ass character names.
2: These two rich ass characters, Wallace Carmichael IV and Sylvester <laughs> Agent Never show up again in okay. <laughs> the short story. Uh, well, are you but,
1: telling me Sylvester,
2: Harmichael, the 14th?
3: They have great names.
2: They do have yes. a really, Let's really great names. Generator. One of my <laughs> few notes on this was, man, this dude sucks at writing. Oh. Nice.
1: Uh, that, that summarizes, okay, now I don't have to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> it's great. That's there that's we a,
2: go. Yeah. Um, so... The the third owner of this racing enterprise is actually the driver, and uh, Ellie's mother tells her, like, hey, I need you to go find this guy. I need you to see how much he's going to give us to buy out these shares. I want to sell them and make the money get rid of this I don't want anything to do with NASCAR mm-hmm. he's so gonna she... be
1: blue collar and his name's gonna be something like Buck Creek or something like no
2: that. he's not blue collar at all <laughs> oh okay um, so naturally she's go- she goes down there to try to sell the shares nice. but she falls in love with him instead <laughs> and his little six-year-old daughter that he has because
1: his wife died
2: if we're yep she sure did you
1: never divorce in a romance novel
2: if we're not sure if we can get the characters (laughs) to or get the readers to like our characters we just throw in a kid and a dead mom and then got the got the sentimentality right in there i
1: mean women love that sort of thing so Especially non-ambitious. When she, non-ambitious, when she that meets
2: woman. Aiden for the first time, she thinks to herself, Oh my, he wasn't just easy on the eyes. Ugh. The touch, the feel Ugh. of those warm, hard muscles. They made her think of raw power, strenuous physical exertion, rumpled sheets. She seemed to have lost her mind somewhere. Uh, she excused herself and pulled away. She was breathing hard or maybe hardly breathing. Oh
1: wow. Did a manager walk up to this man while he was writing the story? He's like, Hey they're uh breathing <laughs> hard or hardly breathing. <laughs> Am I right?
2: Am, Am I right? I right? right.
1: What are you doing this weekend, Ryan? A harlequin romance?
2: She spends a lot NASCAR of time talking about <laughs> <Harlequin> his <laughs> <laughs> long denim covered legs. That phrase is used a lot long. in these 80 pages.
1: <laughs> denim, covered denim covered legs. Denim
2: um, covered legs. They go, so he is like trying to get to know her, so he takes her on a test drive, and they get is into the car euphemism? as strangers, and then they get out of the car and they're in love. We don't really, like, we don't get any of the, like, falling in love part. Like, NASCAR is apparently just super romantic. And a test drive makes you fall in love. About 69 laps. I mean, clearly (laughs) it is. It just
0: just
2: is. She has business meetings in her hotel suite, which I think is really weird. Um, Also, the way that the six-year-old is described super creeps me out. Um, Ellie's experienced eye immediately discerned bone structure and a sensuous mouth that would one what? day make her a beauty.
1: Whoa! Oh, we're Whoa. talking
2: about a six-year-old uh, girl.
1: Not okay.
2: Nope, not okay at all. Um, yeah. So then you know how you know how I mentioned that like they take a test drive and then all of a sudden they're super in love. Yes. Similar thing <laughs> with their relationship. Like all of a sudden they're just like dating very, very seriously. And his only concern about her is that she can't cook. This is only concern about, like, marrying this woman that he barely knows. She can hire a chef.
1: She's blue-blooded to the bone.
2: Yeah, and that's pretty much that whole story. Are we still talking that's about it. the six-year-old? <laughs> yeah, six-year-old can't cook. <laughs> hot dogs in the microwave, four minutes, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Easy Mac again? I'm so disappointed. One
1: time I cooked a hot dog for four minutes in the microwave. <laughs> Did that's explode? No, it was just black. Oh, you? This like was last after week. Twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty-two. It <was> yesterday. Twenty-two. <laughs> One
2: time I did it. Um. Very briefly to wrap up here, our fourth book, *The Natural*. Any story that starts with a dog getting hit by a car, no, probably not going to be a good one. It was a bad dog. The dog is fine. The dog is fine. The dog is alive still. It didn't die. (laughs) The dog deserved um, it.
3: Definitely not a good dog.
2: NASCAR driver is getting ready to go to a Christmas party of a rival that he hates. He hits this dog. He brings it to the vet. Um, Tries to use that as his excuse to not go to the Christmas party because he doesn't want to go. But then he falls in love. Then he falls in love with the vet of course she stole Um, a donkey except somehow she's only 27 and she claims that she's been a vet for four years which would have meant that she started being a vet at 23 and that takes four years of a bachelor's and then another four years of vet school so that's yeah oh it does do the research no i worked at iowa state all right um so that's that's like not a thing that could happen um, but he falls in love with the vet. Turns out he was sort of using this whole dog thing as like a PR angle because his fans were getting <laughs> mad at him. So you're
1: telling me that his PR angle was, "Hey, hate hey, a folks dog. out there, I, I ran over a dog." I ran over a dog. <laughs> you no, know, because then so he had, hard.
2: then he adopts the dog, and there's it all did, sorts it didn't of like, die. no, it didn't die. It's oh. an American Shepherd.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Now okay. that German it was a stuff for me. Don't but drive then on me.
2: at the end. Like, I, I feel like they, they don't try... Tire right <laughs> oh, don't, tire, don't tire tread on me. He's right there. Oh, Charles. Don't
1: tire tread on
2: me. They try to really play into the dog angle. Like, look how cute mm-hmm. this guy is. that And he's taking care of this dog. Except then the dog's real owner shows up, and the real owner is kind of shitty. And, like, well, he just, like, has to give the dog back to this owner.
1: Wait, pause. Ha! Ha! Ah. Do you actually have something to say or is that the No. Nope. Nope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at the end he gets a different dog and then they get engaged and they've known each other for like three weeks, but they get engaged and Fantastic. then they get a different dog. And that's the book. Love it. Yeah. So three, four, I'm sorry, four quick and pointless and cheesy Christmas themed NASCAR books. Nice. That was it. You nice. know, I On, to say, someday though, actually, maybe like, when's your birthday, Charles?
1: June. It's already happened, yeah.
2: Dang it. Because I was going to get you a NASCAR Holiday One,
1: Dude. maybe
2: for Christmas. Well,
1: now you spoiled it.
2: He'll forget. He won't remember.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's drunk. It,
2: these are pretty forgettable.
3: Happy games, though? Yeah. Attitudes. Attitudes. Is it the same authors or?
2: I don't know. I'll have to do some research. You'll have to let us know once you read it. I cannot wait to read those. I know they're just going to be phenomenal. It's
1: no Obama's America. I'll tell you a whole lot.
2: Yeah, when you get when it when you get married, I'll buy you a trash can. And put a NASCAR holiday one inside the trash can. I'm
3: gonna get married just for that.
2: Yeah, you really should. (laughs) Never mind the other presents or (laughs) or like or like the rest of you know marriage marriage and relationships. I have to ask. Just a NASCAR holiday one. This
1: question might be a little pejorative and a little problematic, but big words. Yeah, you know it. Uh, NASCAR fans and people who read for fun. Hmm. What's what's the Venn diagram on that?
2: It's a good joke, Mick. Uh it's probably Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's
1: probably pretty slim. Yeah, it would be a good joke that we tried to feed to you earlier and then you totally passed up on.
2: Oh, the, did
1: I? Yeah, totally. Uh, so, yeah, I no, thought no. I should put it out there.
3: The two the two circles are very big.
2: Yeah. Very,
1: very big. Uh, you
3: know, individually, mm-hmm. but the overlap is what we're talking about probably
1: pretty small. Probably pretty so small. So, a Venn diagram is some sort of graphic organize mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were explaining. It. <laughs> Uh, we're going to move along. Stop
2: mansplaining Venn diagrams <laughs> <to laughs>
1: I believe Venn was a man. So, uh, Anyway,
2: we... can we stop talking Diagram about the NASCAR
1: a book? Okay, we're going to wave the caution flag on this one and move along. <gasps> we're gonna no take a... more
2: NASCAR metaphors. We're going to take
1: a pit stop and uh, move on to Charles. He's going to have to say the most words in a row of his life. <clears throat> and talk about Susan Grant's. Oh my god, this entire title? <laughs> how to Lose an Extraterrestrial in 10 Days.
3: It's like that movie?
1: How to Lose mm-hmm. a Guy. But it an
3: alien. Oh, no, I think he we was
2: talking about E.T.
1: No, Heath Ledger. Hmm.
3: Okay, I'm gonna start off asking Susan yes. why you got this particular book for me.
1: If you um, remember. If...
2: <laughs> I don't remember how. I'm sorry.
1: I don't think it takes much explanation. What is the title? (laughs) I'm going to lose an (laughs) extraterrestrial go. I don't remember what
2: I originally searched that got me to this, because, again, we'd had a few. But I remember (laughs) seeing this title pop up and being like, hey, so I found the book I'm getting to Charles. Can you text him and ask him his address?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Just real quick. He T. Ledger. It was right there yeah he, the oh. whole time
2: that yeah. very obvious joke i can't believe that i missed it
3: we didn't mention that the subtitle how to lose an extraterrestrial in 10 days not all Earth Girls are easy. Oh. Which if I remember correctly was Dead Girls Are Easy. Yeah, dead mm-hmm. Girls are Easy. Okay,
2: I do want to point out, Mick, though, I think you're getting your rom coms confused. Heath Ledger was in Ten Things I Hate About You and not How to Lose a Guy Manny in Ten, 10 Days. Was Matthew in... McConaughey was in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Susan, one of the uh, like twenty different yeah, movies he's um, been in with Kate Hudson. <laughs> Susan,
1: I like to I like to call the attention of the listener. listener. Uh-huh. Susan was right. Thank she you. got me on this one.
2: I appreciate that.
1: Alright. Okay. Appreciate that very much. That's what marriage is about. Charles,
2: <laughs> how is this book?
3: So, let me just say from the beginning, when it arrived at my door, almost, refused <laughs> to read it based solely on the title <laughs> and the artwork. <laughs> Cover art is just a muscular, masculine back with some feminine <laughs> hands caressing it.
2: She has a really long finger. She's a sandal player. <laughs> yeah.
3: Probably. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have to tell you straight up from the beginning, this book throws some curveballs at me. Ooh. Ooh. I was expecting romantic comedy in book form. Uh huh. You got some curveballs like Don Mattingly for the Sims, the Springfield. Oh, it threw- nuclear. Yeah, it <laughs> threw yeah.
1: curveballs like that Simpsons reference. Yes.
3: Do you know what I'm saying? I
1: think I might have an idea what you're saying, namely that you set that reference up in. A-
2: ahead
3: of time okay number one number one curveball author is susan grant okay susan grant was one of the first women in history to graduate from the united states air force academy she served in the military as an instructor pilot achieving the rank of captain and is now a commercial airline pilot she flies 747 jumbo jets to China, Australia, Europe, and many other exotic overseas destinations.
1: Explains how she has so much time
2: to write. Hats off to you, Susan. Yeah. Badass I, uh, Susan yeah. Grant.
1: This book probably sucks, but Susan Grant rules.
2: Yeah. Susan Not Grant, who I was expecting to be the author of this book.
1: Certified badass. Okay. Like, literally. Literally. Like, she has been certified to be a bat. Certified. Battles. She took a test and passed. Mm-hmm. Do you know they make you do, like, a G-Force test when you're in the Air Force? You can watch them on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> you can see their skin pulled back on their face.
3: Susan Grant passed that so hard. She did. Yes, she did. Okay. So hard. This is number three out of possibly ten. <gasps> Jesus. Series. What? About interstellar men or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but, like, romance, romance books... About aliens.
2: I'm so happy and this about that. is three,
3: and they are all connected. Okay. I'm so happy in a linear, linear time fashion. <laughs>
0: did you I'm get? So did you happy. like? I'm sorry
1: if I'm jumping ahead, but did you get some like small connections between books that you kind of like <sighs> understood, even if you didn't under like actually get?
3: Right, like there was enough in this book to understand it as its own, but like I definitely got the references from other books yeah. as well and setting up for
1: future books. And it, it wasn't Good. like Grace and Glorp walked into my <laughs> fancy dinner party and I didn't know what to do. Thank god it wasn't there.
3: So, very first chapter. Very first curveball. Okay. First chapter is a Star Wars knockoff. What? We're on a planet called Sand Dream. It's a backwater planet, not near any wormhole, so like the intergalactic travel is not possible. Two okay. signs. Right, doesn't explicitly say how many sons, Two sons, but no one cares about Sand Dream. It's out of the way.
1: Okay, Sand dream.
3: Sand dream. They're tat threeem. P- they're <laughs> they're playing, they're playing a chess-like game called Sec. Sec. S e c h, which you might recognize as being chess backwards. backwards yeah,
1: or like flip yeah, around. I flipped around. Yeah. Flipped around a little
3: bit. Um. There is an intergalactic war going on between the Coalition and the Draken, which has been going on for a thousand years. Oh, dang, that is some grudges. The Coalition are the good guys. They worship the goddess and all her descendants.
1: Oh, really? you know how you know how we identify with religious minorities that waged long wars against a, a secular majority. Anyway. <laughs>
3: So this war Just th- let me
1: stew in it, guys. That's fine, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Silence is the best. Answer
3: sometimes. Um this war has been going on forever. A Lot of dead people, it's terrible. Like the Bowling Green Massacre. People dying all the time. <laughs> oh sure, that one is really one. <laughs> yeah.
1: You are so weird. <laughs>
3: Inside jokes yeah, on a podcast. Funny. Yeah, yeah it's funny
1: for one of our listeners, and that listener is Charles Byrne.
3: <laughs> Inside jokes are great on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a kid named Arif. Um, he lives on this backwater planet called Sandream. Uh, one of the coalition ships has a problem with their engine. They land. He impresses them with their with his like hunting skill they like take him to go to a program called reef robotically engineered enemy fighter ooh okay so kind of a weird acronym i think like enemy fighter just means yeah. like fighter fighter somebody who just fights enemies yeah i know that like military is all about acronyms but that seems like really like <laughs> i forced.
2: feel like if you if you needed a word for enemy fighter you could have just used military <laughs> That's yeah, the whole then, point.
1: R E M? Who would ever believe in uh, R-E-M 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 yeah. that?
2: I think that one's taken.
3: So, what a reef is, is. Uh, and supposedly these aliens are humans. Never specifically addressed, but they're at least humanoid. It's okay. like Star Wars. Which, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. exactly. They're not from Earth. More Star Wars ripoff. Yeah. So, th- that's a person, and they put, like, a computer in their brain that, like, h- enhances all their senses. Makes them stronger, physically smarter. They can, like, smell and hear better. Like, senses are enhanced. They're yes. just, like,
2: slightly better people.
3: Right. And yeah.
1: they taste. Oof. They're like sommeliers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, yeah, that sense and smell. And um, they have nano robots in their bloodstream that will repair any injuries oh thank god i
2: I hate shit like that that's such a cop-out i was worried about (laughs) conflict i have magic (laughs) stuff in my blood so if i ever get hurt i'm not gonna die because it just fixes itself no i hate that i hate that so much i was
1: worried that we're gonna have to like worry and
3: so the last last part of it they have their hormones and emotions suppressed
1: Mm, classic.
3: And their memories erased. So, like this guy Arif, which is one of our main characters, doesn't remember his childhood. Doesn't mm. remember the planet of sandrine
1: Then how do we find out about? Okay,
3: here we go. That was chapter one, <laughs> okay. right? I read chapter one. I'm like, oh, I thought this was gonna be romantic comedy. This is a Star Wars. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> totally switch gears. Now we're romantic comedy. Chapter one was just like. Completely separate. <laughs> I
1: love it with that. Totally like, that's what she sent to the uh, the publisher. It's like, I'm going to write a book like this. And they're like, we love it. <laughs> hey, 85 80, 80, hours 80, left turn here. It's like NASCAR, am I right? left.
3: We're going right. Taking a hard right. Chapter two, Evie Holloway, daughter of a famous California politician. All her family, her grandparents, her parents, uh, siblings, cousins are all... Politicians. She's the black sheep of the family. Oh. Evie does not have a college degree.
1: She, she joined NASCAR racing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she is starting a uh, like chocolate strawberry company called Ooh. Evie's Eden. Okay. And at the same time, combating uh, childhood slavery. As you do. As you do. Right?
2: Those two things always go hand in hand.
3: We're introduced to her at the funeral for her politician grandfather, but she's not very, like, upset about it because, as we now know, your grandparents are not, like, really close relatives. Doesn't really count.
1: Oh, yeah, adulting. Wait, Mm -hmm. what are we talking about? okay you so. let me stew in way too many to give to have me give you an
3: hour <laughs> fair i can't argue with
0: that i just don't get very so, many okay. references
3: evie black sheep of her family her sister is Jana, who is california senator in one or both of the preceding books she married an alien called cabin of Farstar. star he was
1: part of the coalition More like fart star more like a fart star, <laughs> nice. indeed, sir. She laughed when Charles said it naturally. <laughs> yeah,
3: Kevin and fart escaped Farstar. the coalition um, because he did not agree with some of their methods, I should say, and fell in love with Jana, who's Evie's sister. Yeah, I'll just remind you of that. Okay, it can get complicated. This
1: seems very unrealistic. I mean, a woman senator,
3: but <laughs> true, true. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the very same thing but it's hashtag 2017 so then okay so Reef is like a trained assassin okay he's sent to earth to track down Cabin because he's like um uh, defector Bobo-fet. right
0: mm-hmm. he's Bobo-
3: yeah and he his computer in his brain like malfunctions and he starts like feeling emotions <gasps>
1: Emotion, exactly, right what is this carly ray jepson album
3: <laughs> also exactly what i was
0: thinking
3: yeah. now that <laughs> he starts feeling emotions is unable to complete the assassination because okay. he feels bad okay yeah.
1: hope you guys liked, like like three hour bibliovile episode <laughs>
3: let me just wrap it up here <laughs> um. <laughs> What happens next? Okay, so he crashes a ship because he's, like, malfunctioning. He, like, runs away from the assassination. He's picked up by people in New Mexico. He happens to crash land near Roswell.
1: It's Roswell that ends well, you know what I'm saying?
3: This is an example of, there's, like, a literary term of, like, convenient location. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so the people who, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I do. There's a term for it.
1: Yeah, but I thought we were gonna try and figure out the term. But you're <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. No, That's I just I was assuming I just, Charles yeah. was
2: gonna tell us the term for it.
1: Cliche illusion. Yeah. It. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. Like,
3: whatever. It's like things just happen to work out in a way that they Those obviously never masina. would. Uh, they never would. So he crash annoying lands.
2: Annoying cop outs.
3: Exactly. Bat, bad bad writing. We could say yeah. yeah. Pigs. These two, a married couple, old married couple, have been taking care of the Roswell ufo since it crash landed and so they're like experts on
1: an old married couple like ethel and dave are like Uh, wow you want to come in for tea and see the ufo (laughs) they're called the
3: gatekeeper are you the key master something something like that i don't know.
1: that's a ghostbusters reference and i swan to john if it's the key master i'm suing them
2: on behalf of ghostbusters (laughs)
1: uh
2: Okay. Attorney at law, Michael Dean Dickinson. You know
1: it. I passed the bar.
2: Anyway, so Roswell.
1: But Enzal.
3: Okay. He is nursed back to health, but like as they take out his computers, so he's like now a human. <laughs> okay. Good.
1: So now we don't have to worry.
3: So basically, what ends up happening is he is a full-grown human man. Okay. Very physically attractive, six foot tall, Naturally. tan, powerful muscles. Seems short has a
2: to back me. like that.
3: Yes, um, so he's a very muscular six foot
1: tall. It's like okay, him being short and all.
3: A six foot plus, plus six foot plus. But he's now experiencing the first time in his life emotions, emotions. hormones, like feeling like horny yet sometimes. So basically, it's a really humorous situation of a full grown man going through puberty. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, we'll get into that with Fifty Shades of Grey, by <laughs> yeah, the way. Definitely. So don't worry about that
3: okay so skipping a lot of details because they're super not interesting
1: <laughs> yeah not important in any way yeah welcome to be a little while.
3: they say and like so the author and the editor thinks this is a really funny joke where's the best place to hide an interstellar fugitive suburbia isn't that hilarious?
2: That's such a funny ah. joke. They put that
3: on the back cover and multiple times throughout the story. Oh no! Multiple <laughs> times. So yes, this Jesus. is. Jesus. They thought this was
1: top-notch stuff.
2: Do you think they came up with the joke first and then wrote a <laughs> yeah. whole book around it? It
1: really, honestly, seems like yeah. That. Suburbia would be a pretty good sci-fi plot. Of an entire planet composed of like boring white people that'd be pretty great it's just targets everywhere <laughs> Traders joe as far uh-huh. as the eye can see
3: so they so they send reef like he you know his botch assassination attempt like got some news coverage mm-hmm. media coverage so the, people know him he has to hide but he can't like leave earth because he does not have a spaceship so where's the place? Best place to hide him? Suburbia. Suburbia.
2: Oh, damn it. Suburbia. <laughs> the
3: suburbia. answer is suburbia. suburbia. Not Urbania.
1: Uh, Illinois. Suburbia.
3: <laughs> and so because of
1: like all her like politician family, they love assassination attempts. I got to tell you, politicians <laughs> and assassination attempts like this
2: mm-hmm. go hand in hand.
3: Reef is sent to Evie's Italy. house. Oh. Evie's house. Something I forgot to mention earlier Part of the assassination Because he was going after Evie's uh, Brother-in-law She went to Evie's house Which is like the family house Where they all congregate Okay He went He like broke in Went through all their Like personal belongings And left out a picture of her On the side So She saw this And like for once Feels special in her family Of like important people Where she's not important Mm -hmm. And is like aroused by the fact that this assassin like left out her picture which i thought
1: oh women love
2: being cast aside (laughs) i have
1: to say
3: singled out by a
1: murderer
2: yeah women really get turned on by situations involving hired assassins i
1: gotta tell you with all of this plot i am lost in space (gasps)
2: <gasps> we're not in space we're in suburbia I'm lost in <laughs> California
3: <laughs> so Reef goes to Evie's house she is divorced and has two kids
2: oh. did her
1: husband die or was he an asshole
3: he's an asshole good call mm. um, and we get to the 10 days part <gasps> Evie is arguing with her senator sister and says no he's not coming here he's an assassin he tried to kill my brother-in-law he wouldn't even last 10 days because i have so many chores to do and kids running around the house and, and I'm then like, hold on a second we're talking about an intergalactic assassin is going to be scared away by a chihuahua and like <laughs> doing groceries and <laughs> loud kids
1: Listen, I'm here to murder a person. I didn't sign on for diaper changes. <laughs> no, no. Record <laughs> scratch. That's so, uh, you exactly
2: know, all these it. other assassins across the galaxy don't scare you, but
1: here's my two-year-old. You know, I wasn't going to tell you about this, but sometimes I have to cook dinner. And also my sister votes against health care. <laughs> so,
3: What's the Schwarzenegger movie where he's like a...
2: Terminator. No. Kindergarten cop. Let kindergarten cop. Kindergarten or, cop. Oh, damn it.
3: Or maybe it's Vin Diesel where you uh, like a babysitter.
1: Babysitter is the pacifier. Yes, Vin yes.
2: Diesel.
3: Yes.
1: Boosh, 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 boosh. But that's there's why you also listen to the whole thing.
2: Cop.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you a thing that's close. been done before. And yeah. we're doing it again. We're
2: doing
1: it again. So the alien is now like bouncing a kid on his hip. And he's like, I don't understand your Earth babies.
3: That's how it is at the beginning, but then he's like slowly like losing his past self mm. and it's actually a little bit interesting like a conflict between like his computer old self and his human new self mm. at times interesting also <laughs> at times hilarious because as i previously mentioned he's going through puberty as a full-grown man
1: he's like this baby <gasps> mm. oh no no
2: <laughs> you're done he's to <laughs> so sit in the corner i'll
1: go pee if i want
2: to
3: <laughs> but and i don't know if it's intentionally humorous or not but at times it's like funny he like doesn't know how to deal with a boner no. suck so, it off <laughs> so there's um okay so he and Evie are like falling in love right like Aww. you know exactly what's gonna happen they're gonna get together at some point it's just a question of like when and where <laughs> he also because his memory was erased if you remember he like doesn't remember his childhood then mm-hmm. is like trying to remember that and so she's, like, helping him by, like, making out with him. And, like, that Nice. Them, like,
1: that helps me remember my childhood. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing better for, like, oh, elementary school than making out. Yeah. So this
3: is, this is a romance novel, right? Yes. So you're not going into it, like, expecting a realistic situation. Mm. Best exemplified by one of their makeout sessions. Out in the backyard by the pool, right? Oh, nice. They're not yet in the pool. They're on the side. Lay down, start making out. They're so enthralled in the passion that they roll into the water itself. <laughs> okay.
1: Who's laying on the hard concrete? Hold on, hold on. Okay.
3: They continue to make out.
1: So Under water? No, yep. making out in a pool
3: is pretty great. Okay, hold. I said hold on, and you're not holding. <laughs> I'm holding someone. <laughs> they sink to the bottom of the pool, still making out their lips are forming a perfect suction so like no water is getting in they don't need air and they're like it's like described kind of grossly but like their (laughs) bodies are so (laughs) entwined like so perfectly fit together that they just fall to the bottom of the pool they don't even notice right (laughs) i'm like okay (laughs) All right, Susan Grant. So like, this Grant. is like
1: the worst part of uh, 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 Ferris Bueller's Day Off when that guy goes and sits at the bottom of the pool in order to die. Also it reminds me of the Simpsons episode which Su- or, uh, Charles tried to reference in which no, I they, did. I they, did. they it's a Halloween special in which they mate with Marge and he goes something like
2: To put you at ease, we have recreated the most common spawning locations of your species. You may choose
1: either The back seat of a Camaro, an airplane bathroom, a friend's wedding, or the alley behind a porno theater. I absolutely
2: refuse to go along with this, but since I have no choice, I'll take the alley.
1: I have to tell you, I'm just gonna spice that.
3: (laughs) Okay, so basically, she is helping him by having sex with him in the end because. Because the sex like helps him let go of his like former assassin like calculating robot self helps I mean, him to become human
2: and the passionate
1: okay. child.
3: So sex always helps. That is the moral of the story.
2: Yeah, that's a good moral. I can that's get behind good, that. Yeah,
1: I can get behind that.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> so they like they like fall in love, have sex like halfway through. Nice. Is it <laughs> good, so Charles? Like, look at me right now. Is it good? It was not bad. Nice. Alright. It was not bad. And not like super gross. Like last yeah. episode like super just, just oh, No one
2: laughs God, at anyone else's scream. Please don't. <laughs> right. Please don't. No. It was like, Can we forget that happened ever?
3: <laughs> you could almost say tastefully done. It's not even like worth reading aloud it because it'll like probably just get your engine revving. Yeah. Like no one wants that right now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no one will hear that. <laughs> So then you're like, okay, what else is going to happen in this story?
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've already done it. We have half
2: a book left. What now?
3: The predicted ending happened halfway through. (laughs) So what's left? I'll tell you what's left. Reef defects to Earth to avoid being returned to the Coalition. So if you remember, he's like... Yeah, he he's failed a, his he's missions, so yeah, so they're like trying to find him. He's like, no, I'm an Earth citizen now. Like, All like, hey,
1: right, I'm married. Buddy. I got my green card. I'm married to Earth woman.
3: But the people on Earth don't like him either because he was trying to kill someone on Earth, mm. like broke into places and stuff. So he like broke Earth laws, so he's arrested for that. When he's in interrogation, they just beat the crap out of him, and he like has to fight this kill instinct, like try to become human again. Succeeds. Good right. job, Reef. The Coalition and the Draken, which is who they're fighting. I don't know if I mentioned that.
1: He did. I didn't remember it.
3: Thousand Years' War, over. No problem. Uh, Wait, just, it just done? Ends. It's done. What are we
1: going to do for books four through ten?
3: <laughs> I'm not going to read them. We're going to so. start a new <laughs> Thousand Years' War. So the headmaster of the Reef Academy is pissed. Dumbledore. And Dumbledore is pissed. He, then uh, Reef, and Evie go back to... Sandream, his home planet. Oh,
2: she gets some space travel in right? here, And
3: the headmaster meets him there, and they have like an epic fight scene at the end. Guess who wins? Lightsaber. Bet it was Reef. Not the headmaster. Right?
1: Damn it, Reef is a program, not a person. <laughs> I gotta tell you, okay. <laughs> just because Reek rides with bleak. Okay, it's Game of Thrones.
3: So basically, and if I were to wrap this up, there's that's smart. in the sex book? <laughs> <And> Incredible <laughs> amount. <laughs> Like a condom.
1: Like a condom.
3: An <laughs> <laughs> incredible amount of world building Ooh, for a romance novel. Yeah. Like all the background like too about... too much. The, yeah. Possibly too much. <laughs> if you're thinking about, like, who's reading this book, like a middle-aged... NASCAR fan. Yeah. Wife. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. in mid, in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, she probably doesn't care about all the rest of the stuff. She just wants to get to the sex, probably. Probably. Sex is okay, but it's a very small portion you could have just skipped all the rest, and it would have been fine. But I, in the end, not a bad book. I gotta be honest.
2: Oh. I mean, I'm glad for you. Maybe. But I'm t- a little disappointed as the person who picked right. this out because I thought this was just gonna be like, you know, do you remember that Katy Perry song, the like extraterrestrial? Oh yeah. Katy Perry song about like space sex. Oh my gosh, you literally have that written down. I thought that it was going to be... I was be, looking over your
1: shoulder.
2: I thought that that was what this book was going to be like. Just Dude. like gross alien metaphors yeah. and a just crap ton of sex scenes.
3: Definitely, me too. A little bit pleasantly surprised. You may be surprised to hear that I've never read a romance novel
2: before. I'm shocked. Ah. I thought that was really going to be your How to Marry
1: a Duke was my first one, so.
3: <laughs> so, you know, maybe the only annoying parts were like, Okay, we just skip over, like, the alien-human interaction, mm-hmm. like, as it comes to sex. They or got just wieners, in general. so
1: whatever. It's the Mass Effect It's syndrome. just, like,
3: doesn't matter. Irrelevant. And then... Yeah, you're just... pregnant
1: with my litter. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, none of the aliens have, like, tentacles or anything like that. It's just... They're all handsome. It works great. Star Trek.
1: What? They had a limited budget on makeup. But
3: were I... If you're going to ask me, do I recommend it?
1: no, no. <laughs> speaking of sex and not recommending uh charles you gave me 50 shades of gray by the famous e.l james which uh stands for e.l fudge james uh with the tie on the cover soon to be a major motion picture according to our library book has now been two movies and are they making the third because i'm pretty sure the second one bombed.
2: I don't know. You're I asking the wrong people. Yeah, I didn't watch either of them. Yeah,
1: thank God. Um, <laughs> this is our first famous bad book on Biblioval. Charles wanted to make a statement. He gave me this book. Uh, well, actually, I'll let him say it. Why did you give me this book, Charles?
3: I felt like all of the Bibliovile books to date were bad, but like relatively obscure. Yeah. But there are some popular bad books. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if this actually was bad. Very popular book, very popular movie. And I don't trust anyone as much as I trust Mick to review a book.
1: All right, that warms my heart and also chills me to the bone. <laughs>
3: what about me?
2: You Mick, trust Mick more than you trust me?
3: When I say Mick, I mean the BiblioBile team.
2: Okay. okay. So. The BiblioBile Enterprise.
1: True. Yeah, the biblical incorporated <laughs> so this is not my first run with 50 shades of gray Ooh. uh the very first time i took sue on vacation she got put into an absolutely terrible spot we were we had been dating for a year and some change
2: a little less than a year actually
1: okay uh even worse for mick um but i took her on a vacation to ocean isle beach north carolina in order to meet all three of my brothers at the same time. And all three of my brothers can be a harrowing uh, endeavor. Isn't that right, Charles, who yeah, went to my bachelor yeah. party? Yeah, Yeah,
3: he also took me on a date with all three of the brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, time. we went on a date. We went to Isle Beach. We <laughs> walked on the sand. Anyway. I was
3: before Susan.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I was the other woman. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, record. But anyway, while we were there, Susan like was also there and she did a great job. And Fifty Shades of Grey was popular that year. That was like the book. And so what we did is we made, as Dickensons tend to do, a shit ton of prop bets. So just stupid stuff. I bet I can do this. I bet I can do that. I bet the number of waves that will crash in 30 seconds will be over or under this. Like absolutely terrible things. And most often, instead of money, because I am very poor, what we did was uh, wager having to read Fifty Shades of Grey out loud in the middle of the room, because my sister-in-law Julie and her friend Katie were reading the book non-ironically at the time. With your parents present, the parents were present as we read out loud. Nice. So you had to open to a random Betcha. page. You know, to open to a random page and start reading out loud. So I know what this book has in store. But I did not really understand the fact that this was a book around the terrible sex scenes. Because Charles got this book for me. And the rules of BiblioVile are that I read the book. I don't just like understand the book. I have to read it. But in order to read... And have finish it? Nah. And in order to read and understand the book, you have to understand a little bit of its history. Charles, do you know anything about the history of Fifty Shades of Grey?
3: I believe I do, but you'll probably tell
1: it better. Okay. Uh, this Fifty Shades of Grey. Susan, do you know this? Story?
2: Can I can I tell it? <laughs> yeah, can Susan I will probably tell it the best. So, Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> was originally written on like online fan fiction message boards as a Twilight fan fiction.
1: Twilight fan fiction by uh, Mick Dickinson. Mick Dickinson.
2: It's like Ice Queen, Snow Queen's Ice Dragon.
1: Snow Queen's apostrophe. Well, actually. In the, uh, if you go back and find the actual thing, there's no apostrophe, but now in the uh, like copyright, it's, this is an adapted story by Snow Queen's Ice Dragon, there is an apostrophe S. Yes. Of
2: the Ice okay. Dragon belonging to the Snow Queen. Indeed.
1: <laughs> the author published an earlier serialized version of the story online with different characters as, quote, Master of the Universe, unquote, under the pseudonym Snow Queen's Ice Dragon. An Ice Dragon is one word. Hell so, yeah. I believe, I fully believe that this book was written as, like, I know it was written as fan fiction. And it must have gotten hundreds of thousands of hits. is Twilight fan fiction. It must have gotten so many views and hits and whatever that the publishing company came to her, E.L. James, which I don't know what that stands for. Is it a female? It is a female from the UK. It came to E.L. James and said, we well, would like to publish your book. And she said, okay. So she gave the rights and changed the names and whatnot. And the publishing company said, hundreds of thousands of people have read this online. I don't have to fucking bother reading it. And put it to print and send it out to market.
2: <laughs> is, is the writing really good? Because the, if it was super popular fan fiction, I feel like the writing would have to be really good, definitely. right?
1: Everything online is always really good. Yeah,
2: so it's like super well written with really developed characters and like, Really accurate descriptions of places and the, the exposition and the dialogue is just really good. Like, you just feel like you're right there. It's so convincing. Has to be.
1: Yeah. Absolutely terrific in its... Oh, God, it's terrible. I can't even <laughs> follow this improv game. All right, here but we go. It is written in first-person present.
2: This is Mick's favorite.
1: Mick Mick absolute favorite. first-person. And it makes every single... Every single wrong decision that could be taken.
2: Okay. Cool,
3: cool. Example? It's Good start.
1: Absolutely so bad. And it it, it it is so clearly trying to be Twilight in that there is a female protagonist who sucks at everything. <laughs> Literally. So <laughs> there's a woman, hey, there's a woman, um, Anastasia Steele, which is trying to be a rich woman from Susan's book, but is not. It's a, bo- it's a woman who uh, is nothing. Do you remember John Mullaney's bit? John Mullaney's bit about, I used to. John Mullaney's very funny Sam comedian. If you have not heard any of his, it's very funny. He goes, I don't drink. I used to drink, and then I drank too much, and I had to stop. That surprises a lot of audiences because I don't look like someone who used to do anything. <laughs> I look like I was just sitting in a room in a chair eating saltines for like 28 years. And then I walked right out here. And that's how I feel about Anastasia Steele, because she has not done anything ever in her life. The very first man she holds hands with is Christian Gray. The very first man she wants to kiss is Christian Grey. I mean, Gray. this
2: girl clearly had no game in the first grade because I was holding the hands <laughs> of no. boys all over the place in <laughs> Damn, the first girl. grade.
3: Get you
1: some. The yeah. very first man she has ever felt anything for. At how old? At 21 years old okay. is Christian Grey. She
2: wasn't like laying in her bed at night fantasizing about NASCAR, NASCAR drivers? drivers?
1: No. And NASCAR I mean, drivers? she did not see like Mario <laughs> Lopez on Saved by the Bell or... NSYNC. sink yeah. on the NSYNC show. Like there was, there was never a single man that once appeared on her TV and sent her Nether Realms to oh, okay. turn in. Right, like that's just oh, unrealistic. Right. That's not a thing that happened. Yeah, whatever. I'm getting ahead of myself, and I can't even find the thing I wanted to quote. But.
2: I like, I, I I can't read what your notes say, but I see that a lot of there's things lot are written of, in very yeah. big letters. A lot of letters. things.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> a lot of anger.
1: In <laughs> general, yeah, there's fuck you in very big letters. Uh, this is the least focused book in literature history that I've read. Okay. Like, even Midnight Sins, okay felt like it was building to something and then didn't. Well, tell us That's, what happens. What's going on in Shut up, Charles shut for a second. Okay. Even Midnight Sins felt like it was building to something and then didn't, right?
2: Well, it's You've read it. Midnight you can understand. Midnight had about 27 different characters and plot points, and it kept getting them confused. No,
1: yeah. It felt like it was building to something and then didn't. Yeah. There's this... In the first couple pages, there's the community gathering thing. And, okay, now we're on to something else. Yeah. This book never even, like, attempts to build up to something. <laughs> that, on page... Where are we? Seven she has taken an interview from her sick roommate so she is going to interview mr gray 27 year old billionaire which by life <laughs> no you don't get a billion dollars before 27 unless you earn a billion dollars from your father yeah. like that's just what's what's his business what does he do uh i, I don't know telecommunications
2: what is she why is Bullshit. she interviewing him
1: uh because he is a prominent donor to her college Which, okay, now we're going down this road. He's a prominent donor to her college, (laughs) Washington State University, WSU. She lives in Vancouver, by the way, Washington, which is a suburb of Portland, Oregon.
2: Which is not where Washington State University is. Which is not where
1: Washington State University is. It's hundreds of miles away from Washington State University. Which is in Pullman. Which is in Pullman, Washington. And also, Vancouver, fucking Canada is the more major city in the goddamn area, why would you place your story in a city?
2: In a suburb that shares a name with a more famous city?
3: All
1: right. Oh, okay. Anyway. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. Okay. So she is going into the room to interview Mr. Gray. This is page seven. Page seven. Mr. Gray will (laughs) will see you now, Miss Steele. Do go. I remember that from the commercials. Will go. Do go through. Blonde number two says. By the way, there's a little like couple paragraphs of intrigue about the receptionist who might not be such a good intern. And okay, Stephen King has his book on writing, and Stephen King is not the most literature. Even he will admit, like I'm not a literature writer. I'm a paperback writer. I'm an airport fiction, beach fiction. I write a shit ton of pages and they're like, they drive you to read it and they're interesting and they're fun, but they're not exactly literature. And he has a book and I love it. It's called On Writing, like I said. And his biggest piece of advice is every single thing should serve the story. Not everything serves the plot, everything serves the story, right? So character introductions, character backstory, whatever serves the story. Nothing in this book. Ever, including everything, serves the story. So there is a piece about blonde number one and blonde number two and blonde number one, because everyone in Christian Gray's office is blonde. Uh, and wears charcoal or slate or some other sort of thing. Nice. One grey. of the many shades yeah. of grey. Yeah. Um, what? what uh I is, get a, it now. is a receptionist I the puzzle. Is a receptionist <laughs> and she's not very good at her job. Okay. That's it. And then she disappears from existence.
0: i like it good sounds good so far yeah
1: uh, blonde number two says i stand rather shakily another piece of advice from Stephen king don't include adverbs shakily trying to suppress my nerves gathering up my backpack i abandon my glass of water and make my way to the partially open door you don't need to knock just go in she smiles she smiles kindly that's not how you say something That is an action, and also, kindly is not a way that you smile.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just, hey. Right? Okay. I push open the door and stumble through, tripping over my own feet and falling head first into the office. (laughs) I
2: hate the concept of tripping over your own feet because it's not really a thing that happens. Very rarely happens.
1: Double crap. Me and my two left feet. I am on my hands and knees in the doorway to Mr. Gray's office and gentle hands are around me helping me to stand. How? Double crap. Double crap.
2: How do you you stumble over yourself so badly that you actually fall all the way to the ground? Now that we
1: are about to get into the number of times I have counted things to happen, I need to tell you how far I made it into this (laughs) one. Nick, how far did you make it into this book? I read as much as I could, and then I hit a point and had to stop. I had to stop. You chose to stop. I had. You chose. I will tell you at which point I stopped. Okay? I will tell you why I stopped. But I I will tell you this first, that I stopped for a reason. I threw the book literally onto the floor and walked away. It was not what you saw in the Snapchat. It was different. Mm -hmm. Different point of which I had thrown the book on the floor. It was about my fifth time throw the book on the floor, walked away. Done. I'm not reading He anymore. did.
2: As he walked out of the room, he was like, Susan, I'm done reading this book. And then he slammed the door.
1: <laughs> I came back to find at which point I had stopped reading the book. To find out, like, okay, what was the page? This is tertiary to my thought process. <laughs> what page do you think I had stopped reading the book?
3: Out of on? how many?
1: Out of by the fucking way. Because I hate you. 514 pages. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about like
3: percentages. No, like page. Give me the page. Okay, like halfway, maybe 250. Less. Less than 50% of the book he couldn't make through?
1: Couldn't make it through a quarter. I gotta be honest with you.
0: Quarter
3: of it? Quarter. Okay.
2: But there's a specific page that he did accidentally stop on.
1: 69. I made it to page 69. Of this book lowell 69 i made a page 69 okay. and i will get to why that is a thing. 69 out of
3: 500 i will get He's to not why. very
2: good at bibliophile I,
1: <laughs> jeez
3: i will get to why i stopped that do you okay. know i look listen woke up early this morning to finish this book before i came I've here i've been done for a while with this book
2: yeah because you didn't finish
1: why it why did i bother in the 69 pages i read lowell There were seven clumsy episodes in which she fell over, tripped, dropped something, or some other sort of clumsy episode. She's just a delicate woman. She tucked her hair behind her ear, by my count, and I wasn't paying that great of attention, four times in 69 pages. She says double crap or double something four times in those 69 pages. Christian tilts his head seven times in those 69 pages. That's more than once every ten pages. In chapter two, which is nine pages long, chapter two is nine pages long. There are nine section breaks that we're doing something. There's a break, and then we are doing something else. Nine section breaks in nine pages. The rest of the book, I did not even count uh, chapter one, chapters three through whatever, chapters three through sixty-nine. No, there are six (laughs) section breaks. This is. The wrong decision at every point that...
2: That the characters make or that the author makes?
1: Author makes. Okay. That this... I don't think the author has ever met another person. That the way they talk to each other, the way they relate, and the way they act, the way they think, I don't think they've ever met another human being. That Christian Grey, the 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 love interest...
2: Yeah, he's quote like unquote, the, the rich, fascinating, sexy man
1: yes has bright gray eyes what the hell is bright gray i wear a lot of gray what is bright gray something
3: you wouldn't understand you've never seen a billionaire's eyes
2: yeah i'm surprised that they weren't like purple or lavender
1: this is christian gray talking and by the way his name is g-r-e-y and gray in this book is spelled g-r-a-y so my belief is to achieve. My belief is to achieve success in any scheme. One has to make oneself master of that scheme, know inside and out, know every detail. I work hard, very hard, to do that. Okay, sure, whatever. Okay. Dom, back. Right. I don't want to read it. Well, okay. I make decisions based on logic and facts. Full stop. Period. I have a natural gut instinct that can spot and nurture a good, solid idea and Those good people. Those are two different things in the next two sentences. Those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> Logic
2: and facts and gut instinct
1: are two extraordinarily different things.
2: Nope, Nick is about to walk out right now. <laughs> it's like...
1: Take your shirt off. What's your answer for everything? <laughs> <sighs>
2: Turn the pages of his notes, and there's more capital letters. There
1: are three pages of notes for 69 things. <laughs> Imagine if you read all 500
3: pages.
0: Imagine,
1: jeez. So, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best example for why this book doesn't do anything ever and is so unfocused. Okay. I call my mom in Georgia to check on her, but also... This is after the interview. Uh, I call my mom in Georgia to check on her, but also so she can wish me luck on final exams. She proceeds to tell me about her latest venture into candle making. My mother is all about new business ventures. Fundamentally, she's bored and wants something to occupy her time, but she has the attention span of a goldfish. It'll be something new next week. She worries me. I hope she hasn't mortgaged the house to finance this latest scheme. And I hope Bob, her relatively new but much older husband, is keeping an eye on her now that I'm no longer there. He does seem a lot more grounded than husband's number three. I'll capitalize. How are things with you, Anna? She says. For a moment, I hesitate and I have mom's full attention. I'm fine. Great. Fantastic. Good conversation, E.L. James. So, how many... No, I'm not done. Shut up. Anna, have you met someone? Italics. Wow. How does she do that? The excitement in her voice is palpable. No, mom. It's nothing. You'll be the first to know if I do. Anna, you really need to get out more, honey. You worry me. Mom, I'm fine. How's Bob? As, <laughs> as ever, distraction is the best policy.
2: Amen. Later that evening,
1: I call right. Ray, my sta- stepdad, Mom's husband number two, the man I consider my father and man whose name I bear. It's a brief conversation. In fact, it's not so much a conversation as a one-sided series of grunts in response to my gentle coaxing. Ray is not a talker, but he's still alive. He's still watching soccer on TV and going bowling or fly fishing or making furniture when he's not. That was a parenthetical. Why was that a parenthetical? I don't know. Ray is a skilled carpenter, and the reason I know a difference between a hawk and a handsaw. All seems well with him. Section break. This all seems relevant to the plot, though.
2: I was just going to ask, does this serve the story?
1: In the first 69 pages, I gotta tell you, it does not. All seems well with him. Section break is never a way to Maybe like, it
3: wraps up in the end, and you didn't get to that. Maybe, point.
2: maybe it did. Ray and I a didn't. really are important right. character, and you don't <laughs> Like the Force Awakens.
3: Yeah. It. How many sex scenes did you get to? None.
1: I. Oh. Uh, like, that's the whole point. The whole I know, point. You should have skipped
2: ahead to read some sex scenes. That's the.
1: That's the worst uh, part of. No, that's the best part of Fifty Shades of Grey. Is the sex scenes, I assume. Oh. Uh, and the, yeah, everything. But I now assume. we
2: don't know because you didn't like read any know. of them. Like he doesn't
1: know. You know. know. Like I am. I am. A man who has written things. I've done I've been published in bullshit publications. And this makes me sorry for the entire endeavor of writing. This makes me embarrassed to ever have tried to put hey, things Mick, to a page.
2: Over a hundred million copies of this book have been sold.
1: Yeah, I know, that's why I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the movies. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah.
2: Can you just like take a second for me and just imagine the piles of money that this woman earned? From this book
1: how did this get past anyone i want a job as a it's the sex scenes no i want a job as a book editor so that i can drink at work and not have to do anything <laughs> in the world and still make tons of money this is antithetical to the very idea of writing <laughs> at every single step his voice is warm and husky like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel Oh, Which, by yeah. the way, oh, what? Yeah. Too many Dude. words. Too many words, and also dark chocolate melted fudge caramel is not a thing. It's Anyway.
3: Dude, I can imagine that in my mouth
1: right now. His voice is warm and husky. Hopefully like you do-
2: don't feel that way about some of the other things that are described in this book.
1: Feel it in their mouth right now. That's a good joke, soon. <laughs> First smile this entire review. His voice is warm and husky like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel. Dot, dot, That's dot. So many things. Or Something. Or something? <laughs> or something. I'm not there. Or something. You have to tell me, like.
3: Or strawberry.
1: Or strawberry. That's right. Like it could be literally anything. It sounds like dark melted fudge, fudge or, melted caramel, or velvet curtains. Or like asparagus. it could be anything. I'm not there. You have to tell me. Also, you are like, the author. These people aren't real. You made this up. You made this up. It's fake. It's fiction. These are real people. <laughs> I don't understand, like, in writing, right? You have to, like, you, your brain is the thing that is there. In order to communicate the thing Mm -hmm. that is there to people, you have to use your words and your phrases and your vocabulary to describe the feeling and the emotion and the setting of what is happening. And she freaking goes with or something. Or something. It could be anything, though.
3: That's the thing you got to think about. Like, Yeah. She you wants didn't to, really think about it?
2: She wants to leave it up to your imagination. You got to think about like, it. Like, that or something.
3: True. It, this, it could
2: be anything. Literally anything. Anything that you... Like, but, but it might be different for Charles than it is for me. Right, right, right. So, by right, saying right. or something, she's... Just, like, it. it's just really up to, like, the user experience.
1: Yeah. Yes. So no that susan once accused me when i was yelling about this book before i had this interview or this review which i'm now yelling about it susan is like i think you're missing the forest for the trees and i would be like this book fails so hard in the micro that how can anyone even pretend to pay attention to the macro if you cannot get through a sentence without being like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. How can you even be like, the romances in this book
3: seem really weird. <laughs> when I told you to read Fifty Shades of Grey, I was looking forward to you describing the sex scenes of like strapping people down and like all that. Yeah,
2: hey, it's, it's really problematic. The last episode when we talked about Jungle Freak and I'll tell you I'll That tell was you...
3: A, a little bit different. This is like specific.
2: The, it's very specific yeah, from like, what I the, hear. This yeah.
3: kind of stuff, like like, I'm trying to understand why is it so popular. Is there really that many people that are into that kind
1: of stuff? You didn't even make it to that. You didn't no.
0: make it
1: to it. She fails at the very fundamentals of writing. <laughs> that at one point, she gazes at him from underneath her lashes. How else would you do it? Yeah.
2: I'm going yeah. to try, try to do this on Charles. And this is going to be do really fun or- to listen to on the podcast, but...
1: Everyone who's currently listening to it, try and look something at something from <laughs> underneath your lashes. Yeah. You may notice you cannot see your eyelashes.
3: Do it over your lashes. That's how I like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was also... Uh, at one point...
1: So, she's 20 years old. She grad, She's finishing her finals test. She. This is important to why I stopped reading this book, but this is also important to why this is such a bad book. She... Grad or she finishes her final right and so she is now going to celebrate finishing her final in the way the college kids do she's gonna go get drunk she's 21 years old she has never been drunk before Um. and so she's made the conscious decision i am done with college i am gonna go get drunk for the first time in my life i'm gonna do it with my friends i'm gonna go to a bar get drunk i'm legal to get drunk going to go to a bar and I'm going to legally purchase alcohol and put it in my body until I am inebriated. A thing that I am legally allowed to do. Yep. All right. Right? So, number one, she's a 21-year-old college senior who has never been drunk. And even, like, putting past the fact that, oh, my God, most 21-year-olds have been drunk before. At your 21st birthday, you think going on ahead you have been drunk at some point in your life. Or have held hands, or some shit. Held <laughs> hands. That's hilarious. The, this bad part happens. No, this bad part does not happen yet, because I stopped reading there. She drinks too much, surprisingly. A man friend tries <clears throat> to push himself onto her, tries to make out with her and kiss her and do her or whatever. And she does not want it. He keeps trying, but luckily Christian Grey is there, because he has tracked her cell phone, which is, by the way, just kind of like, nah whatever, away in the plot as to how he could do that. So he's there, and he kind of so was like, creepy. I believe the lady said no, and makes the guy go back inside. Uh, and he takes her, and she goes and pukes in the flowers. Oh, God, how embarrassing. <laughs> but to a certain extent, puking when you're drunk is a thing that happens. Yeah. Well, to some, never to me. Like,
2: never to me either. Yeah, to right.
1: I was there. To at, some people it's probably happened. I don't really know about it. Uh, Susan. No. Charles. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So she takes, or she goes back inside having puked and goes, and he gives her, he gets her a glass of water from the bar, which he's served right away. And he gives her a glass of water, he's a and this, this is his drink now, by the way. She needs to drink a lot of water if she's that drunk. But no, don't do that. Yeah. Drink now, right? And it's all about control. And you can go on Goodreads and read all about the book in general's shittiness and problematicness. But I'm going to talk very micro, like I have been doing. So she drinks the water. And then they go out dancing. So she is slightly sober enough to still be coordinated enough to dance with him. And she's not a dancer. She's never danced before. But she's Because she's clumsy. Oh, my God, I'm, <laughs> managing, I'm managing to match him step for step. Oh right? my so God. she's sober enough to do that. And then they take, like, three steps off the dance floor, and it's too hot in here, and, uh, she is falling asleep, and she passes out mid-stride. She just, like, falls over.
2: That's not how passing out works. That's not
1: how any of this works.
2: Like, if you pass out, you're just like, hey, I'm gonna go lie down, and and then then you you wake up the next morning.
1: She wakes up in his hotel room. Shirt, Bra. No pants, right? They didn't do anything. I, 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 if we're believing him about this, they what didn't a do What a gentleman. What a gentleman for not. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even want to talk about him. But this is how it's described. He's in gray sweatpants that hang, comma, in that way, comma, off his hips and a gray sleeveless t-shirt. Which, by the way, unnecessary use of commas. And also, if pants are hanging off of your hips... What's that suggest?
3: They're, they're too big for you.
1: They're too big for you. They're just a curtain. <laughs> if they are hanging off of hey, your can... hips to the ground, that is a curtain.
3: Those are called blinds.
1: Yeah, they don't attach <laughs> your butt in any way. They don't attach your groin or your thighs or your knees. If they're hanging off your hips, they are down to the ground. <laughs> and apparently that's the sexiest thing in the world to not have to see any wieners. Hell yeah.
2: I mean not seeing wieners is often preferable
3: wow i mean i not... disagree
1: but <laughs> to each their own
2: in general
1: <laughs> so so she wakes up not hung over because god then there'd be some conflict <laughs> he says you need to eat that's why are you that's why you are so ill honestly it's drinking rule number one He runs his hand through his hair, like the 10,000th time that's happened. And I know because he's exasperated. Are you going to continue to scold me? And I am going to put in the the dialogue phrases that she did not. Are you going to continue to scold me? I asked. (laughs) Is that what I'm doing? He asked. (laughs) I think so, I replied. You're lucky I'm just scolding you. What do you mean? I wondered. Well, if you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week after the stunt you pulled yesterday. Whoa. That's
2: so gross.
1: Hell. You didn't eat, you got drunk, you put yourself at risk. We just kicked it up a notch. He closes his eyes, dread... Oh, I'm sorry, this is supposed to be in present tense. He closes his eyes, dread etched briefly on his face, and he shudders. When he opens his eyes, he glares at me. I hate to think what could have happened to you. You got drunk on a day you decided to legally get drunk in order to celebrate. How, How dare you? Anything dare could you. have happened. Blah, 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 blah. Right. so things happen.
3: <laughs> and now we're on
1: page 16, no, right, 68, 69 is where I stopped, and that's where I'll stop giving this thing because I've not read a word further after I, after I stop reading here. That's the furthest I've read in this book. I read in okay. this book. I let out the breath that I've been holding. Why is he so damned attractive? After this whole, I will like I think abuse that about Mick you all until you. The time. Like, why is he
3: so <laughs> damn attractive?
1: Right now, I want to go and join him in the shower. I've never never <laughs> yep. felt this way about anyone. My hormones are racing. My skin tingles where his thumb traced over my face and lower lip. I'm squirming with a needy, achy dot 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 discomfort. I don't understand this reaction. Italics, hmm, dot, 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 desire. Uh, This mm. is desire. This is what it feels like. So her response to, if you were mine, I would hit you for doing such a bad thing. This is her response. I lay back on the soft, feather-filled pillows. (gasps) If you were mine, Italics, oh my, what would I do to be his? (laughs) Gross. One minute he rebuffs me; the next he sends me fourteen thousand dollar books. That's the thing that happened. Right. Then he tracks me like a stalker. And for all that, I have spent the night in his hotel hotel suite, and I feel safe, protected. No, you don't. He cares enough to come and rescue me from mistakenly perceived danger. He's not a dark knight at all, but a white knight in shining, dazzling armor. A classic romantic hero. Gross. Sir Gawain or Sir Lancelot. And when I finish that, I would hit you for being drunk when you decided to be, when you are 21 years old and have made a mature decision to be drunk. I would hit you for that decision. And she responds with, he's just worries about me. I was done.
3: That's fair. Uh, one of the biggest criticisms that I've heard about Fifty Shades of Grey is like the exact same situation were to happen with a to your friend, twenty-one year old girl, and just like a normal dude, it would be like super creepy, borderline mm-hmm. criminal. But because he's a, a billionaire, it like makes it okay. And so yeah, like.
1: and handsome. Right. So a lot of people will talk about the two America's in the world today. That there is a right America and a left America, and that there is there is no longer like a trusted news source in the middle that everyone can read and get along with, right?
2: This is not where I thought this conversation was going to go, but all right, I'm I'm leading to something. Here we go.
1: there is no longer like a middle point that people can meet at and discuss and have a common sense of reality. Uh That there is no longer in America a sense of reality shared across the 310 million people, and I I point you towards. 50 shades of gray because uh, this is news? this is the book that is the characters that are described in the five star reviews of 50 shades of gray. I stole an idea from one of my favorite internet writers Vince Mancini. He writes for filmdrunk.com. He does this thing where every once in a while he'll take reviews from negative reviews and uh, uh, compile them into a plot summary and it gets really hilarious the fact that the way that they put things together i went a stage further since i could not find any actual plot reviews for this book because this book has no plot and instead just kind of compiled both positive and negative re- reviews together to make a comprehensive whole <laughs> <laughs> one of the best this is uh, compiled of multiple positive reviews cannot wait one of the best love stories i've read to date Anastasia Steele is an innocent to sexual relationships, let alone BDSM relationships. I didn't get there. E.L. James captures perfectly her fears, confusions, insecurities, and internal conflicts as she deals with falling in love and falling in her first love with a man who epitomizes the meaning of dominant. Uh The heroine Anastasia Steele is a study in contradictions, smart but naive, innocent yet sensual, independent yet submissive, and these paradoxes keep the reader captivated and eager to learn more. The hero Christian Grey admits that he is, and by the way, here's where the title comes, Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Which makes the reader want to delve in and learn about My each of those God. fifty shades. By the way, I did not even talk about his sex jeans, which I did not read about, sex but apparently jeans. a real thing. Go look it up. Or Wait. yeah, he has jeans sex jeans.
2: Like like hereditary jeans. Denim, no. like denim. denim jeans <laughs>
1: that he wears while he's punishing people. Just uh, McElroy clued me into this. That's real Sex jeans. Sex sex jeans. jeans. He reads I have he sex sweatpants, but whatever. Anna is <laughs> Anna is strong. She's, she's somewhat shy and quiet. But like all real people, you cannot fit her into only one category. She may seem reserved and quiet, again, but she can also stand up for herself and really knows her own mind. Which, by the way, this is in the five-star review. This is like, I love this book. And this, stands out to me, is like, oh, God. She is not the ideal sub Christian first thinks she might be a woman who can think for herself. He should have done better. (laughs) I was also terrified that I was going to be jarringly yanked out of it all. And the whole experience ruined for me by some kinky and needlessly over the top BDSM scene. Thankfully that never happened. And it remained an amazing read right up until the very Dude, end.
3: I'm so I wanted to hear about the sex scenes. That's why I wanted you to read this book, and you don't give me any sex scenes.
1: It's uh, an ultimate tease. I was really looking for like the plot reviews in this book to try and explain to me how this all works, and they, they it wasn't in there.
2: I don't think there's much of a plot. Uh,
1: yeah, there's not a plot at all. But I will say that this is the most quoted line. That Goodreads has a most quoted line. Here we go. This is the most quoted line in all of the book. I'm ready. Laters, baby. What? What? That was two words. That's the whole line? What do you mean? Laters, baby? Laters, baby. (laughs)
3: Laters,
2: baby. what does that mean?
1: Okay. We're running out of time, but I'm (laughs) I'm still going to give you this negative review. Fuck you if you listen to this. Anna is just a giant mess of a human being. So here's the negative reviews. Here's the two Americas. Anna is just a giant mess of a human being. She's insecure to the point of being laughable, klutzy, and a complete ditz. She's a virgin, of course, who's never taken any sexual interest in anyone before. Anna, which, by the way, this next sentence is like a total thing I noticed. Anna wears Converse, drives a vintage car, and likes classic British lit. Christian Nerd. is a, Christian, Burps. Christian is a misogynistic, self loathing, <laughs> abusive piece of shit. Apparently his only redeeming qualities are in this order, his ridiculous good looks, his money, and his giant penis. Which of I course. I, does he I have one of those? I will remind you she's a virgin. What reference does she have? Yeah. The only Boy, time so she has me. never masturbated or like done any thinking of sexual nature. How no does she thinking. anything? Never have even thought of it. The only time Anna seems to like him as a person is when he's being lovable and those times are few and far between. Most of the time he's serious, brooding, and threatening, how charming. And Christian, we know Christian's super deep and sophisticated because he plays the piano and listens to obscure classical <laughs> music. Of course, Sparks fly, and for some unknown reason, he can't seem to stay away from this incredibly unremarkable girl. Anna discovers Christian is into BDSM and desires her as this massive fuck buddy. Um, to close it up. I'm not going to
2: lie, I stopped listening to everything that you were saying as soon as Charles started talking about the sex sweatpants.
1: Because <laughs> you're thinking about his sex sweatpants? You know my gray sweatpants, Dick prints. <laughs> yeah, it's not an
3: accident. It's by design. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> by design. I have to say that. So, Fifty Shades of Grey. Did not even get to the sex scene. Did not even get to any sex scenes. And I have to wonder, what, Amer- <laughs> what will happen to America when the fact that this book is popular is remembered in 30 years? I love the 2000s. Yeah, I remember when I was like 16 years old and Fifty Shades of Grey came out and Jesus Christ. Every single piece of it is a mistake. The end. So the outro really music life. is <laughs> No, come so... on. We want to the trials all a little bit.
0: Babe, <laughs>
3: babe of the Night by the band Elixir off their album Genesis. Really? <laughs> Genesis.
2: You were so close! So close!
0: <laughs>
3: that thing happened. Also, Jesus.
2: you can follow me on Twitter at Susan, Susan J. <laughs> that's S with three U's, S A N J. She,
3: she's never changed it to Susan B.
2: Yeah. Would you?
3: I would, would you? in an instant. Yes, yeah. I would. And you can Charles
2: follow B. Charles on Twitter <laughs> at
3: C Barden or Charles B.
1: You're gonna have to request access because he's still a private <laughs> account. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DiggyMod D-I-C-K-I-M-M-A-A. And you have me to thank for editing this podcast down slightly. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> uh, our well, our closing music you've already heard yeah. is Babe of the Night by the band Elixir off of their album Ramp It. Our opening music, I mean to say.
2: Our closing music was done by Sir Michael Dean Dickinson himself.
1: Do le do-do. Um, we will be back at some point with oh, Susan. Do Big you know what's next? Other
2: world.
1: Other Oh, thank God! I needed that. That's breath
2: of fresh air. But here's the thing about the next other world. We have to buy the next other. Shit! Yeah, month. I'll buy it. Otherworld, because yeah. our library does not have the next two that we need read, so we have to no order this one. I'm gonna month. do it. Yes, yeah. get the calendar. Get that you. cash. Get it for you.
3: Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, like ago,
1: in uh, you, know, you did a fantastic job. We love that you drove all the way down here for this.
2: And thanks for the beer. Shh,
1: I don't drink on air. I love you.
2: Night Matt.